Welcome to the Fire and Earth Podcast with your hosts, Jason Mefford and Kathy Gruber. Fire and Earth, giving you the keys to unlock your limitless potential. Welcome to another episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason Mefford. And I am Kathy Groover, and I am so excited. We have an amazing guest, as we always do. And today we're talking about one of my favorite things, stress. Now, I know none of you are stressed. No. None of, I'm, we've gotten countless emails. No stress, saying, no stress. None of us are stressed. But, you know, if you happen to be, or if you happen to know someone, a friend <coughs> who's stressed, um, Faye Lawand is here. She's going to be talking about stress and internal conflict and all these great things. So, Faye, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so great to be here. Good morning. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. We don't know. Yeah, good evening, exactly. (laughs) Wherever and whenever you're listening to this. It doesn't matter, time is an illusion. (laughs) Totally, exactly, exactly. So Faye, tell everybody who you are, what you do, how you got here, that sort of thing. We'll talk for about 25 minutes and- and, Great, and And you just interrupt me if I'm rambling a lot. (laughs) So my name is Faye Lawand and I'm based here in gorgeous Auckland, New Zealand. And um, I work in the area of internal conflict resolution. And um, basically what I do in the field of internal conflict resolution is I work with stressed out, burnt out, busy professionals who are, you know, overwhelmed, fatigued, stressed out, so on and so forth. And I mentor them to resolve their internal conflict so that they can be more productive, feel healthier, happier, sleep better, so on and so forth, you know, access those states of magic in themselves and in their lives. And um, how I came to this work, I mean, you know, when I was 12 and we were going around in circles in a classroom and my teacher asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? I had no idea. And I certainly did not know I wanted to be an internal conflict resolution expert. I never heard of that before. What is that? (laughs) What is that? But, you know, uh, it, it, it stemmed from my own personal journey with stress, burnout and fatigue. And um, I was born in the Middle East shortly before the Lebanese Civil War of 1975. And that was, you know, one of the longest, bloodiest, most drawn out wars. It claimed hundreds of thousands of lives and it drove many, many, many more away from the country. And we were one of part of that statistic. We left the country pretty early on in the area of conflict pretty early on. I was about five when we left. And um, so I grew up thinking and believing the narrative that I heard. We left early, we were unaffected by the war, and that's how I lived my life. But my life wasn't reflecting those states of inexperiences of gratitude. Life was a struggle, life was difficult, and it really caught up with me in a very, very real way around the time that I turned 40, around that time. Uh, A very interesting midlife crisis. And everything was falling apart then, everything, my career, my relationships, my relationship with myself was terrible. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then obviously it was my health, you know? And I got a very, very scary um, health diagnosis around that time and that really stopped me in my tracks. And I knew at that point that I had two choices, either I continue, you know, the way I was going, living life on autopilot, having no idea, you know, really examining what's going on and, how my choices, my internal choices and my internal reality are contributing to where I am and how I'm feeling, or I take a different route. But the thing is, I didn't, obviously, I didn't know what I now know. I didn't know how to get started. This is the thing. 
you know, I, I knew I needed, I needed to do something different, but where do you go? Because the traditional, my, the, the, what was prescribed then was um, medication and talk therapy. And neither one actually felt right for me. I went to talk therapy and I actually felt worse going round and round and round in circles talking about the problem. You know, it's just, it was awful. Right. And then, you know, that's the way the universe works. Someone mentioned to me some, this thing about the subconscious mind. I had never even heard of the subconscious mind. Can you believe it? I had never heard of the subconscious mind, but it made sense. You know, it's this, you know, this part of yourself that stores all your emotions and all your memories and it drives your behavior and your, your reality. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I want to try it out. So I immediately booked in with a hypnotherapist. <laughs> but, but you guys, when I got there, I was so skeptical. I was so skeptical as so many of our clients are when they come to us, right? Mm -hmm. And the hypnotherapist, she wasn't interested in talking about my problem. She's like, okay, just very generally, what do you, what do you want to uh, change in your life and how do you want to feel? And then she took me back to the very first time that the root cause of the experiences in my life currently. And my mind went back to the time when I was about four or five years old and we we're fleeing the war zone. And there were missiles overhead and sniper fire in the distance. And like I was a kid, it was nighttime. You know, my, my brother was three, my younger brother, my little sister was one years old and it was my mom alone because my dad was caught outside the country. And here's my mom, you know, with three kids fleeing a war zone and kids are crying and she had no idea what to do. So she just pushed our heads under the seats and I couldn't breathe and I was choking. And my subconscious mind obviously, you know, went into shock. My nervous system went into shock and into sympathetic overdrive. And because that was never dealt with, it was locked. Uh, it remained locked in my nervous system and was creating all those imbalances for all those years. Now, the skepticism was, well, how could something that happened when I was five have anything mm -hmm. to do with where I am right now, you know, as a grown woman, with my career, with my relationships, with my, uh, with my, with my, uh, with my interactivity with the public world? But obviously now I know differently. And then when the skepticism subsided, it took a few months actually for the skepticism to subside. Um, you know, I, I, I then went on to do a lot more of the work and the rest is history, you know? And then when my life, when my life healed and improved and really, really transformed because it really transformed, it kind of felt like the next natural thing to do was to start, you know, sharing it with people. And then before you know it, that then that transformed into what I'm doing now. Yeah. Well, and here's mm -hmm. what I love about the story, Faye, is because you'd have somebody say, you were only five. You don't even know if that memory was real. You don't know if that actually happened. I don't give a full, I don't care. Oh, As a it doesn't matter. I don't care what story you make no. up. This is why when I do past life regression yes. with people and they say, oh, I couldn't have been, you know, yeah. a slave in Russia. I'm like, make up whatever story you want. Your, yeah. your subconscious uses symbols. It uses yes. images, yes. it uses numbers and archetypes. That's how we get to the root of these problems. So I love that. I love that you shared that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you made it up. I mean, if no, it led towards it's an imprint healing, on you know? the mind, you know, yep. and like, why, why, why did the subconscious mind hold on to that imprint and not another imprint? Right. And that imprint was creating an emotional charge that was, that was doing something that wasn't to my benefit. Yeah. So yeah, it's been great. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Jason, you have thought. Well, because I, I was going to say too, I mean, it's, it's, um, 
you know, a lot of times we don't know consciously or we try to figure out consciously yeah. why, yeah. why am I having trouble in this relationship? Yeah. Why is this falling apart? Why, 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 right? And we go crazy asking ourselves why. There's a reason. It's usually in that subconscious, right? That would, that, and that's why using some, you know, some of these things that we talk about on the podcast, yeah. like hypnotherapy, yeah. is one of the ways to be able to access that. And so I, th I think it's, it's almost even fitting you know, that you, you kind of went from a war zone experience, you know, there when you were four or five to I'm sure your life at 40 probably felt like a war zone too. Okay, and on it's the inside. on the inside, right? Yeah. And so it's Even, interesting how yeah. that carries forward, you know, and until that block is released, yeah, you, you can't move on because you just no, constantly you feel like you're, you're in that war zone still. And the, and the, and the interesting thing is like, I was living, you know, because when we left Lebanon, you know, after a lot of moving around, eventually I settled down in North America and I was living in Canada. I'm a naturalized Canadian. I mean, you can't get any more peaceful than a place like Canada, but right. But yet there was no peace, you know, and this is what I tell all my clients right now. Like, okay, yeah, sure. I was born in an area of conflict. So it's an obvious conflict situation but you don't need to have been born in a conflict to feel lack of peace on the inside and lack of equilibrium on the inside you know like we all have these things that aren't resolved on the inside that rob us of internal states of peace and joy and equanimity and equilibrium right mm -hmm. well there's also this myth yeah. that if I only was in a different place, I'd be happy. If I only had a different <laughs> yeah. job, I'd be happy. If only yeah. I had more money, I'd be happy. If only my yeah. back worked better, I'd be happy. And it's like, yeah. we ha that's that judge. That's that inner judge that's yeah. judging that situation. And we have to realize that no matter what is happening outside of ourselves, we have to find that peace and that happiness and joy inside of ourselves. And that's a choice. And I agree yes. with you about talk. I've done so much talk therapy and there are so many times you leave going, all right, well, this is the 13th time I've talked about my mother. Do we want to get to a resolution on that? Like, <laughs> why am I keeping bringing this up if we're just going to talk around it and not change my inner experience of it? Yes. So, I mean, no, you know, th th there's definitely a role uh, to talk that like there definitely has a lot of benefit. It it's good to understand, to have an intellectual understanding and framework of what happened. Mm -hmm. You know, but that's not going to, that's not going to resolve your internal experience as we know. Mm -hmm. And this is why, you know, in the work that we do, you know, I have people that come to me, they've been to therapists for 40 years. And then after, well, you know, the power of the subconscious mind, it's not any magic that we do per se. It's we, we facilitate our clients to access those internal states of magic because on the other side of the yeah. nervous system that isn't about stress, that's where the magic lies. That's where yeah. the, the part of ourselves that can do creativity and problem solving and, and happiness and joy and bliss and spontaneous healing. Yeah. Well, and you, you've used the term, you know, quite a bit about conflict resolution, right? And internal conflict resolution, because, yeah. you know, from the business and, and I was in politics for a little while too, but, you know, usually conflict resolution, <laughs> yeah. right, is, you know, negotiation, conflict yeah. resolution, either in a business environment, you know, yeah. we're negotiating a contract, we're, ne you know, negotiating something, we're trying to get the people to come together, or maybe it's political issues, right? And coming from the Middle East, I mean, there's been a lot of conflict resolution over the years trying to sort things out it's still most not sorted of it out failed most most of it, of it failed yeah. and yeah. until now though <laughs> until now yeah but so how do how do you because because when you talk about that from an 
internal conflict resolution. How does that kind of look? How do we, you know, cause, cause I know I'm guessing a lot of other people might be saying, well, I kind of understand it when it's like two people doing it. Right. But how do you do it with yourself? <laughs> right. So you need, you need a system, you need a system and a structured approach. Right. And so after my journey of, and it wasn't, my journey didn't only just involve hypnotherapy. It was a delving into all those internal modalities that bring about healing. Um, the, the, the practices of yoga, yoga therapy, yoga philosophy, the practices of Advaita, Vedanta, and Iris, um, NLP, of course, um, Taoism, so on and so forth. So, you know, I've done a lot of study in that area in order to bring, you know, peace and healing and equilibrium to my life. And I've kind of like drawn together and then coded everything into a structured step-by-step approach. And there's seven steps to that internal conflict resolution piece. And I'm very happy to share. I actually have a, a short video that's about like 13 minutes with a viewing guide and a list that lists out all of the steps. And your okay. viewers are very welcome, very, very welcome to it. And basically the seven steps, I like to think of each step as like an actionable thing that you can do right away mm -hmm. to take you from where you are to feeling more like you want to feel. And the first one begins, and you mentioned that earlier, Kathy, it's assuming responsibility. You know, it's so important to mm -hmm. actually say, you know, to, to declare and claim, I want something different, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm willing to commit to a different outcome. And I'm willing to commit to whatever it takes for that different, for that different outcome, because there really are no quick fixes. There is no, even though th these things allow you to magically transform but it's not a magical fix right you have to take responsibility for it yeah well the second the second step is resetting the nervous system you know like this is so important because yes we are born with a part of our mind a part of our brain that does stress for a reason yep. but we are also equipped with another part of the brain that can do the opposite and help us reset but where we get into trouble, even though we have a very complex nervous system, is we override that part of the nervous system that knows how to restore and reset. So mm -hmm. super, super important, super important to take time to reset the nervous system. And that can look like so many things. And it doesn't have to be meditation and it doesn't have to be yoga, but it, yeah. it needs to be something. The other thing is that we need to release the physical tensions from the physical body because... Mm -hmm. You know, the mind lives in the body. It doesn't live between the ears. And when we feel, you know, when we feel overwhelmed or anxious or when there's tensions in the mind, I mean, we know that the body feels yucky. It feels tense and constricted and tight. And <clears throat> if we're not doing something regularly to release those tensions from the physical body, they're going to get trapped. They're going to get trapped and they're going to create imbalances in the physical body. And when we talk about releasing tensions from the physical body, I mean, that can also take many forms and formats, um, <clears throat> any type of body work. Um, I'm a big, big um, uh, fan. And I also teach that in my own work of um, uh, yin yoga and, um, and, and qigong, you know, because that's very good for releasing myofascia, you know, tensions from fascia, myofascia, but also the meridians of the body because, <clears throat> excuse me, and tapping and tapping is another one, because mm -hmm. as we know, you know, there's pressure points in the body that correlate to certain emotional responses. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
The other one is connecting to resources. And by resources, I mean internal resources and external resources. I mean, we all have inner strengths. We all have inner capabilities. We all have inner resources that are veiled, unexamined, untapped into. But we also have resources in our life that can really be quite powerful and really quite uplifting, but we need to spend time to harness those, cultivate those, and connect to them. Because a connected brain, when your brain and your nervous system are in a zone of connection, we know it can't do the problem behavior. Yeah, because it's just, it's a totally opposite branch of the nervous system. So the more you can practice connection, the more you move away from those troubling states of internal conflict. Yeah. The and I other- think- yeah, well, I just I'm just jumping on that one. I think part of the part of it is spending time in those resources. Yes. So it's like I, I kind of picture the uh, yeah, Lamp, National Lampoon's Vacation is one of my favorite silly movies, and he's rushing through the country and he's trying to see everything. And they get to the Grand Canyon and he goes, "Beautiful!" And he goes to get back in the car. Right? Like, you have to you have Linger. to spend time in that resource. You can't yes. be like, "Okay, and did that one okay?" And I was, you know, I yeah. tend to do that. I'm a yeah, little type we'll yeah. but it's like you have to sit in that resource and actually be in that state for a second. You yes. can't. It's not a drive-by resource. So I just no. want to put that in there. No, no, no. Because because really, the more you spend time in that resource, the more you're creating neural circuitry for that resource. So you're retraining your brain to yep. be that feeling that you want to feel. Uh, super, super, super important. Um, so the other one is, re- excuse me, relating to stress differently. Now this is huge. Mm-hmm. This is huge because we have been conditioned to believe, and I was one of those people as well until recently, we were conditioned to believe that stress is a killer and all stress is bad for you. But that's not true. That is not true. Now with the new science of stress that's come out actually of Stanford University and the work of Kelly McGonigal, we know that there's more than one stress response and all the new stress responses actually serve as fuel. You know, uh, the challenge response gives us... um, uh, uh, um, potential to like focus and concentrate at peak performance, you know, mm-hmm. right before something that really big that happens. Of course, you feel stress, but if you can harness it, you can actually reap a lot of benefit, peak performance, peak productivity. So, listen yeah. for for like the work that you do with the exec with the executives that you do. That piece of relating to stress differently can mm-hmm. actually be quite life changing because. Your psychology can change your physiology is what this new science of stress is telling us. That when you change your mindset about how you're relating to stress, you can actually access unique biochemical profiles that correlate to certain unique coping strategies that are extremely resourceful. But the key is the mindset, right? If you keep going around saying, oh, stress is bad, da-da-da-da, well, you're going to cut yourself off from those resources and create additional stress for yourself. Because yes, life is stressful and, and, and it's not going to go away, but, but not all stress needs to be bad. So a big part of the work that I do is around teaching um, clients to relate to stress differently. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the other one is resolving internal conflicts. Now, that looks like basically internal conflicts is anything on the inside that's blocking you from having what you want on the outside. So of course, it's past experiences. But it's also things like negative, outdated programs of thinking. It's limiting beliefs. It's your values. If your values are not in line with uh, the way you're living your life, 
um, it's phobias, it's fears, it's, it's all of that stuff, that internal stuff that, that, that gets in the way. Um, is that seven? I saw that you were j writing down, Jason. Is that seven? I've got, I've got I have five. Six. Oh, I have oh, you've six. got six. <laughs> okay. All right. Hold on. So, let, so let, I saw, let, well, the, one, the, the ones that yeah. I had, assume responsibility. Yes. Right. Reset your nervous system. Yep. Yeah. Release the physical tension. Yes. Connect to resources. Yes. Relate to stress differently. Yes. Yep. And resolve internal conflict. Yes. I had lost the physical one, but okay, yeah, I thought that was under reset the nervous system. Let's get physical. Cool. Physical. <laughs> oh my god, I'm drawing a blank now. I talk about this every day, and I'm drawing, I'm drawing, I'm drawing. No worries. We we'll 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 put a link to the video too, so we can all well, go so watch it too. Order. So I get that too. Yeah. <laughs> and and you uh, yeah go go ahead go ahead. Next question. <laughs> No, it's great. No, it's, uh, yeah, I've got a list of things too where it's like, ah, well, but Jason, talking about the internal conflict aspect of this, it's the ego states. It's what Mike yeah. Mandel talked about. It's what you and I have talked about. It's that, you know, one part of you wants to, to lay down and sleep and the other part of you is like, no, 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 you have to work right now. You have to work right now. Yeah. And, you know, you know, as well as I do, stress is a perception. I do yes. flying trapeze. People think that's terrifying. I think it's the most relaxing, fun thing in the world. So stress is that perception. And we all have a different hardiness for stress. We all have a different idea of stress. Yes. And I remember a client, she called me in a panic. She's like, uh, I'm getting ready to leave on a trip. Um, can I do 15 minutes earlier and really help me? And I went, okay. So she shows up 15 minutes earlier. She's clearly stressed. She's a basket case. I finally, you know, she's like, oh, thank you so much for changing this. I just, I have so much to do with it. She was freaking out. And I said, when's your trip? thinking holy shit she's got to rush to the airport right now she oh goes next wednesday oh my god oh my, oh my god <laughs> she's gonna be a basket case oh for a my god what but for some reason that for some reason that that triggered her stress and me i'm so used to traveling i mean last year at this time i did seven talks in five cities in seven days that's a dream come true for me she was leaving next week and was freaking the hell out and it was just which also allows us to be more patient because we understand that people find different things stressful. So it's not only okay. about recognizing our own stress, it's recognizing stress in others and going, yes, for some reason, we don't get it, but they're <laughs> freaking out. And it's obviously based on their model of the world and their wiring and their, their filters and so on and so forth. And speaking of filters and biases, now I got the next one, which is a huge piece. It's keeping the negativity bias in check. Yeah. This is massive. And that, that piece is huge. And it's not just like, you know, teaching reframing, which is very important. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but, but a big piece of that is actually um, uh, reshaping relationship with technology. This is so big, mm -hmm. you know, and I have a lot of young kids that come to see me as well, young professionals starting out their lives, you know, and that over connectivity with social media and technology it's not i mean we were not designed to live that way our brains were not designed mm -hmm. to live with that type of bombardment it, it wasn't it wasn't so you know and 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 how how do you offset the negativity bias because you're not going to override it it's part of our internal design and it's there for a reason but you, we yeah. need to find ways to manage the negativity bias and that's a big part of the internal conflict resolution because that by default that the mind is going to do this and if we keep yeah. listening like i had been for 40 years and you're going to believe everything that you hear and because our mind and our body are interconnected you're going to feel that negativity in your body yeah yeah. Well, and it's like, we have that negativity for a reason. We touch yeah. the stove and go, oh, geez, yeah. and you put your hand yeah. away. 
You don't keep it there. No. I smell burning flesh. Why that's do I smell really burning thick. flesh? <laughs> that tastes like dad's barbecue. You know, and, and that's what that negative emotion is for. So are we in that judge, which is going to keep pounding us, keeping that hand on the stove? Or is it that discernment of, I screwed that up. Let's fix this for next time. Let's take an opportunity out of this, what we deem as a stressful thing, as opposed to just holding our hand on the stove and sitting in those negative emotions. They're there as a- And, as a and they're feeling sorry for ourselves. And, and then the problem yeah. is the stove, right? Or, you know, or the problem oh, yeah. is I have a problem. But Kathy, but the thing is, you know, we were not taught. I mean, I don't, I, 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 I had to learn this stuff for myself. Like we're not teaching this stuff. This stuff is not like I have a dream. You know, my background is in education. I was an educator and a teacher trainer before I came to do this work. And now I think back to the times, all those problem kids that I worked with, all the problem situations I had in my career in education. If I knew what I now know, that would have played out so differently, so, so differently. Yeah, always. So once again, we're wrapping out of time because uh, this is what we do. It goes so fast. I love this. I could have this conversation all day. This is likewise, do, so. likewise. Yeah, yeah, this is we can fabulous. chat any other. Uh, we can chat any other time you get you like you guys. Oh yeah, we're gonna have to have you back, especially the yeah. education component of that because I think yeah. that's very fascinating. Um, Jason, anything you want to say, and then Faye will talk about how people can reach you. Well, no, I think it's great. I mean, there's you know. If you didn't get them all down to begin with, rewind and go through. But there's these these are seven great uh, things and kind of this model that you put together for us to think about. Um, you know, and, and the one that really kind of stuck out to me. So I got to go download that Stanford uh, research. Uh, is yeah. you know relating to stress differently because because when I think about you know like that with athletes and the peak performance side of it, you do you yeah. channel those emotions in a certain yeah. way. Yeah and realize, well, yeah, is it going to be a little bit stressful to run the hundred meter totally. in the, in the world Olympics? Of course it is, but you channel that <laughs> and you use that in your performance side of it. So a uh, great little thing that I hadn't, uh, hadn't quite thought of that way. <laughs> well, Jason, if you today, find, so. <laughs> I'm so pleased. And I'm actually offering a course just on that, the new science of stress relief that's based on that. And it's a six week live online course. If you're interested, I'd love to have you along and your mm -hmm. listeners. Mm -hmm. And um, so there's, so I'm building a landing page as we speak. Um, but you can, in the meantime, you can find information on Eventbrite and my Facebook uh, page and um, my Instagram page, just my name, Fela Wand. And I'm very happy for, to extend the discount to you and your listeners for that course. It begins on the third of the, well, the first Thursday of November, whatever that is, the fourth or, well, whatever, that, that, first, that first Thursday of November. And it's mm -hmm. basically, I've basically taken everything around the new sciences of stress, not just from Stanford University, but also from Dr. Libby Weaver and other modalities. And I've packaged it into a program that helps you to transform stress, not just manage it, because that's right. the key, it's transforming it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally, totally. Beautiful. So mm. it's um, look up Faye Lawand on Faye Facebook, Lawand. Instagram, all that. LinkedIn as well. LinkedIn, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. All those good things. Um, Faye, it was such a joy to have you on. It what was a great fantastic to chat Thank with you guys. Thank you thanks. so much for having oh, me. Of course. And thanks for coming on. Yeah, so great. And um, have a wonderful um, Californian day. We will. Thank you. It's I'm always Cal beautiful and sunny in California. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. 72 exactly. and sunny, except oh, when it's 106. Yeah. It's been really hot. Um, I'm, I'm Kathy Groover. I could be reached at kathygroover.com.
And I'm Jason Mefford. I can be reached at jasonmefford.com. So go out, have a great week, uh, start uh, reducing some of that internal conflict. And uh, we'll catch you on a future episode of the Fire Roof Podcast. See ya. Yeah.